Hello and welcome to another episode of A Fresh Perspective here on Heaven We're Thinking. Today we're continuing on in Luke. We're going to be in Luke chapter 10, verses 1 through 12. So I'll read it and we'll get right into this week's conversation. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say, Peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet to be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near to you. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. As we look at this section of Jesus sending out the 72, it's kind of a refresh or rehash of what we saw back in chapter 9, the beginning of that, when he sent out the 12 apostles. Uh, what can we see with a fresh perspective here? Well, this is very problematic for a lot of denominations, hmm. right? Who would like you to believe that only the 12 disciples had the power to heal and only the 12 disciples had... The, my mind says the Lord appointed 72 Others. Mm -hmm. So it's not he appointed 60 and then the 12 disciples. 72 other people got appointed to go two by two out and heal the sick, mm -hmm. right? Get people ready for Jesus to enter into their village. Now, that, that causes great havoc because we like to believe, no, only that, only the 12 disciples could do this stuff. No. Mm -mm. 72 other people got the same power, the same authority as the 12 disciples did. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. So the fresh perspective might be, how about if you read this? And believe what it says. Mm, absolutely. I think I think that's an incredible thing to look at. We have so many churches today who think that Jesus, God gave this great power to just the 12 disciples who then were the 12 apostles. And then after they died, it just died out. And then now there's, there's no power like that. Like maybe God will do miracles today, but he's not going to use us to do them or anything like that. But like you said, that's not at all true because here during Jesus's ministry, even not even after, but during, he sends out 72 others and has them do this amazing stuff. And we already know, cause we're going to see that next week they return and they don't return saying, listen, I'm we couldn't do it. Only the 12 could do it. They return and they, they are so excited for all the things that Jesus had enabled them to be able to do through his power. And so we should look at this and realize like, wow, following after Jesus, there's great power that comes through Jesus. We might want to take note and realize that our God is able to do amazing things. And he's able to do amazing things through people because he likes to use people to do amazing things, just like he did in this section. Yeah, I, I, I think that's super important. I love the middle of this where, where Jesus talks about peace, mm. right? And I, and I think that there's something about that with us, right? Mm -hmm. When you go and you visit, you go to a place, right? Peace be on this house, right? And if, if somebody is peaceful there, then, then it's going to be peaceful. If not, then your peace returns to you, right? Mm -hmm. This is important in a bunch of different situations that we have that ability because of where we are with God, to walk into a situation, even to walk into a conversation and bring peace. Mm -hmm. If the person doesn't want peace, mm -hmm. then 
then we need to bring it back to us, mm-hmm. right? We need to take it back and be like, okay, you don't want it, right? God, again, Jesus didn't say, go force yourself on people. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, if they want it, then, then fantastic. If they don't, okay. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, and that works right in with some more of the verses in here. He, he doesn't want these 72 to go and force themselves upon people. Instead, he says, if you enter a town or welcomed, eat what is offered to you. Yeah. So let people provide for you. He even gives specific instructions. Eat whatever is offered to you. Drink whatever it, the worker deserves his wages. Don't even move around from house to house. Just accept what is given to you, for you deserve that as you're working. But then he, he also says, not... Not just go to to a town and and preach, but if they if they welcome you, heal the sick, tell them the kingdom of God has come near. But then on the flip side of that, if you enter and you're not welcomed, don't just force yourself upon it. You're going to leave that town. You're going to wipe the dust off your feet, and there's going to be consequences for that town. But I think we tend to think that we have to either avoid preaching Jesus altogether because we don't want to offend people, or we think we have to just beat down doors and force Jesus down people's throats. There seems to be some kind of line here where Jesus says, you need to be willing to preach the gospel. You need to be willing to step out of your comfort zone, but you don't need to go shove it down people's throats. You need to preach to people who want Jesus and who are willing to hear it. Yeah. And again, it's all left upon them, Mm -hmm. what they want. But this whole section ends up with what you just read, but super powerful. Jesus says to them, declare, Mm. right? Say out loud, say, hey, even the dust on our sandals that clings from your town, we're going to wipe that off. Mm -hmm. But then he, he, in verse 12, again, says something that I don't think we believe. I tell you the truth. It will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah, <laughs> right? They were totally obliterated, mm-hmm. right? So when we go out if and God sends us to a place and God tells us to do something, if the people, if the person, if they choose not, that, that that's not on us. Mm. That's on them. We simply have to be faithful, mm-hmm. right? We, we need to be willing. Now, again, we got to be careful because you know what? There's a lot of places that we will walk into that we're not very peaceful, mm. right? So we can't predetermine people and we can't predetermine who we're going to talk to and who we're not. Mm-hmm. That says, go, go and do this. And when you come to, I think your peace falls on them. And if it does, then you're good. And if it doesn't, then you, then, then these people are going to have a really, really tough time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he he doesn't mince words here. He he doesn't shy away from from just saying how it is. It says, I tell you, you're more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Again, we like you said, we seem to think God is joking. We seem to think he's not being serious, but he is here. That's the seriousness for those who do not accept the message of the gospel, the message of Jesus Christ. Yet it's not on us to make people accept it. There's nothing I can do to make somebody accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior and, and to follow after Jesus and to give up things and to count the costs and follow Jesus. I can't do that. But Jesus told these 72 that they need to be willing to go to these towns, even the ones that are going to reject them. And still, they need to be willing to be a witness for Jesus. And then it's up to, like you said, up to other people and up to individuals to decide, am I going to accept the message of Jesus or not? And then they are accountable and responsible for that. Not us, but them. But we are responsible to be faithful and do what Jesus said. These 72, they are they were responsible to actually carry out the mission Jesus sent them. They, they could have decided, no, I'm not actually going to do that, and then they'd be accountable for that. But they follow through, because we see that in the next section, and they do that. We have to do the same thing when Jesus gives us a mission, and he's given each of us a mission. We have to be faithful to carry that out, because that is our responsibility. 
Yeah. So I think when you tie in what we talked about last week and you start saying, hey, there's going to be a cost. Mm. When Jesus outright said to these guys, hey, I'm going to send you out like <laughs> lambs to the wolves. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? He understands what it's going to be like. Like Again, th- this idea that God's just going to make everything great and everything easy and everything, it's just not in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, I know what I'm doing. I'm sending you out, and not everybody is going to like it. Mm-hmm. But, he, but he gives us the tools, right? Go out and heal. And if people don't want that, then guess what? They're going to pay a price for that. Mm. And it's just that simple. And and we we just have to be faithful in doing what he's called us to do. Mm. Absolutely. I think that that's the message, definitely. We are responsible to do what Jesus has called us to do. Well, we hope that you've been encouraged and challenged by this section as we've gone through Luke chapter 10, this first section, that you'll join us next time for another episode of A Fresh Perspective here on Heavenward Thinking.